We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. May the Lord shower His grace, His favor, His wisdom, and light upon you in this time of studying the Bible together. I'm so thankful that you spend time with me and study the Word of God concerning the doctrine of the last things together. Let us ask the Holy Spirit to teach us together. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you love us. You care for us and you want us to grow spiritually until we become more like Jesus Christ. Lord, we want to attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We don't want to be baby Christians. We want to know the truth and the truth shall set us free. Father, we give this time to you and we ask you to really minister to us in the truth of God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I would like to talk about the end time again. This is the fourth lesson of this series. We are talking about 
the doctrine of the last things, and we call it eschatology. The word eschatology is derived from the Greek language eschatos, which means last, and logos, which means discourse. Eschatology cover many subjects in the Bible: death, the resurrection of the righteous and the unrighteous, the second coming of Christ. The judgment and the final destiny of the righteous and the unrighteous. I ask you to listen to the first three sessions so that you can understand more. We will continue to talk about this subject in this time. We, as human beings, are finite and we are limited by time and space. We can be at one place at one time, and we came into the world at certain time. However, as human beings, we were created for eternity. We have the beginning part of our life, the day of our birth, and eventually we exist eternally. We had a beginning, but we will. Stay for eternity. In this planet Earth, we have a lifespan between the birth and death, and this is the space that we can build relationship with our Creator, the Living God, and we can repent of our sin, build relationship with Him, and serve Him. This space of time is given to everyone. Born of Adam's race, and God wants everyone to really build relationship with Him, come to repentance, and serve Him in this space of time, which is a time of probation. In fact, no man in the world knows how long his lifespan is. Once this period of probation is over, mortal man dies, and his period of Probation is forever ended. His eternal state and destiny are settled, unchanged, and unchangeable. For this reason, God calls all men to turn away from their sin, accept His redeeming grace in Christ Jesus, have a relationship with Him as His children, and serve Him and live a life of obedience and a life of service toward His kingdom. All men will die. And death is a visible sign of the result of sin. Death has been the expectation and fear of all nations and all kinds of people. I expect to die one day as well. What is death? Death is a physical separation of the soul from the body. Is the real separation of our spirit from this body. Our body will go back to the dust, but our spirit and soul will leave this body. Death is not cessation or termination of being a human being, but is a gate through which all men must pass through. For every man, whether righteous or wicked, is eternity bound, although. This body returned to the dust. The real man, which is his spirit, 
will continue to live for eternity, either in heaven or in hell. The spirit is indissoluble and indestructible. Our spirit and soul will live for eternity. We would like to talk today about judgments and rewards of believers. I hope that you are a born again Christian, and you are a believer. You believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, His redemptive work, the power of His name, and the power of His blood. I am a born again Christian. Therefore, you and I should know about judgments and rewards of. The saints. When you read the Bible, you find out that God has made many promises of reward to His children or to His saint. It is not that the believer works for the reward from any wrong motives, nor does God use the reward as a bribe. When we serve God, we do it out of love for Him. We do it out of obedience. We don't have a wrong motive of getting more money and getting the benefit from God, so that we can boast that we are rich and we have so much blessing. We don't have the attitude of going to heaven one day and boasting about how much reward we have in heaven. No, we serve Him, we obey Him because we love Him, and we want to please Him. But God still. Uses the promises of reward as an incentive for us to serve Him. Every earthly father likes to bless and reward his children for good work or for good deeds. I remember when I was a young boy, I got the first in the class. I got the medal on my. Showed that I am the first of the class. I got the top score, and after I received that first position in the class, my dad took me to the toy store, and he bought me some good toy that I like. He rewarded me because I did a good job in my education. How much more shall our heavenly Father will reward those who live? In obedience, serve him faithfully, and do the right thing. All believers must appear at the judgment seat of Christ and be judged for their works. We can see that in many passages of the Scripture, in First Corinthians chapter three, verses eleven to fifteen. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid. Which is Christ Jesus. In other words, our motive and attitude in serving the Lord, in living for Christ, is that we want to please the Lord Jesus Christ. Our foundation is not money, is not reputation or fame or any personal benefit. We love Jesus. We believe in Jesus, and we want to please Him. Verse twelve. Now, if anyone builds On this foundation, with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, and each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, the day of his coming. 
the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ will happen in the future, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire would test each one's work, of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, gold, silver, and precious stone, he will receive a reward. But if anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. So, if you serve the Lord with the wrong motive and attitude, for personal gain or for money, the work that you have done for God will be burned by fire, and you will get into heaven without reward. God is just and fair. Second Corinthians chapter five verses ten to eleven, the Bible say, "For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that." Each one may receive the things done in the body, according to what he has done, whether good or bad. One day we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Jesus. He will judge us, and he will give us the reward according to what we have done in this life. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. But we are well known to God, and I also trust are well known in your conscience. All men will give an account of themselves. As believer, we have the privilege of being a child of God, receiving His blessing, healing, miracle, provision, guidance. We have. Our name recorded in the book of life. We have the privilege of going to heaven and receive His forgiveness. When you have the privilege, you also have the responsibility. We have the responsibility of obeying Him, serving Him, living for the kingdom, and doing everything to please Him according to His plan and He has purposed for our life. But responsibility come with accountability. When we have privilege, we have responsibility, and also we have accountability. One day we have to give our account to God face to face. The judgment of God take place at the second coming of Christ. My dear brother and sister, I would like to encourage you. Don't just live day by day to get the diploma from the school, to go to work, to make money, save money in the bank for your retirement. Thinking about your house, your car, your toys, your computer. Live day by day, waiting to die. You have to think this way. One day, you're gonna leave this world, and you're gonna stand before the judgment seat of Christ. You have to examine yourself. And see what you are doing on earth. How you have spent time, spent energy, money. Because one day, you and I will stand before God, and He's gonna judge us according to what we have done. The Bible says that we should have eternity mindset. We should keep our eyes on the things above. A lot of time, we are so busy with the things on earth, and we forget that 
we will leave this world one day, and we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and we will be judged according to what we have done. I believe that this series of teachings really helped you to wake up and understand that you're going to face eternity and the judgment of seat of Christ one day. For the believer, this judgment at the judgment seat of Christ are not. About salvation, salvation has been settled at the Calvary, at the cross. We don't have to worry about our way to heaven because Jesus already paid the price of sin for us. He forgives us. We are saved from hell. But the judgment at the judgment seat of Christ is about our works and our service done. In the body for the Lord, it's about our conduct toward other people and toward fellow believers. Everything we are doing on earth here will be scrutinized, will be recorded, and will be examined by the Lord. Our labor in the name of the Lord will be tested. He wants to know our motive. Our attitudes in our service and action on this planet Earth, and eventually, by His justice, He's gonna give us rewards. Romans chapter fourteen, ten to twelve, the Bible says, "But why do you judge your brother, or why do you show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written." As I live, say the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, each of us shall give account of himself to God. You see again, one day we're gonna stand before the Lord, and we're gonna have to give our account to Him. What we do on earth, how we spend time. How we spend our energy and money, and do we use the gift and the money and the talents and all the things that God has given to us in a faithful way or not? When you read the parables in the book of Matthew chapter twenty-five and in Luke chapter nineteen, you can see that God expects us to really live a faithful life. We Need to serve him, live for him faithfully. We need to be faithful in doing the thing he has called us to do, using what he has given us in life—the talents, the gift, the time, ability, money, everything. In Matthew chapter twenty-four, Jesus exhorts us to watch and wait for the second coming of the Lord. In other words, he tried to tell us. Hey, guy, I'm coming back. You're gonna meet me face to face. I'm gonna come back to rule the world, and the end will come. That is Matthew 24. But when you read Matthew 25, you can see that Jesus tried to tell us how we should live on earth to be ready for the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We should obey his teaching. 
both parables in Matthew 25 and Luke chapter 19 talk about the reward of the faithful. In these parables of the talents, each man received talents from God according to his ability. But each man will be eventually called in question and rewarded according to his faithfulness in service. He want to show that you and I use the ability and the talents and everything that we receive from the Lord fully and faithfully or not in increasing and expanding the kingdom of God. God give us talents, gift, time, ability, money, everything so that we can live for the kingdom. Every believer receive his reward according to his faithfulness. The Word of God teaches us to realize that every man's work is going to be tried by the fire of God at the judgment seat of Christ. And the place of judgment and reward are at the judgment seat of Christ after the second coming of Christ. Let me read the parable in Matthew 25, and you can see that Jesus talked about faithfulness, living for God, serving God, giving account of ourselves to God on the last day. Matthew 25, 20 to 23. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents saying, Lord, you deliver me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done. Good and faithful servant. I hope that God will say like that to you when you meet him at his judgment seat. You were faithful. Everyone say faithful. You see, God wants to see whether you're faithful or not. Over a few things, I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He has also had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, His Lord means the Lord Jesus Christ. This man is like us. We one day going to stand before Jesus. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things, enter into the joy of your Lord. After you study this lesson, I pray that you make a decision to be a faithful disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to find your giftings, your calling, your destiny, your position in the body of Christ, and you're going to serve the Lord in your calling, in the church, in the body of Christ, faithfully. No matter what happened, up and down, during the pandemic of COVID-19, the snow come down, the rain come down, no matter what happened, the economy goes up and down, you still serve God faithfully. And that's what I have done in the past 40 years. I have served God since I got born again in Thailand. And I will never stop serving God faithfully until the last day of my life. 
I ask God to give me good health, long life, strength, and power so that I can serve Him until the last day before my spirit leaves my body. Luke chapter 19, 12-19 Therefore He said, A certain noble man went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. This is symbolic of the Lord Jesus Christ. He died on the cross, he was raised from the dead, and he went up to heaven. He went away for now. So he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten minas, and said to them, Do business till I come. What is the business? The business of the kingdom of God. What is the business of the kingdom of God? The business of blessing the nations, saving the nations, setting the captive free, healing the sick, making disciples, casting out demons, building the church of Jesus Christ all over the world. Verse 14, But his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. Some people in the world heard about Jesus and they reject Jesus. They don't want to have anything to do with Christianity with the kingdom of God. They live for themselves. They even hate God. There are those people in the world. And so it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, so Jesus will come back today. He will return one day. He then commanded these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. In other words, God expects us to use Whatever he has given to us, time, energy, talents, gifts, houses, cars, job, spiritual gift, anything that we receive from the Lord to bless his kingdom, to multiply, to be fruitful, and to gain more souls into the kingdom. Verse 16, then came the first saying, Master, Domina has earned ten minas. And he said to him, Well done, good servant, because you were faithful in a very little. Have authority over ten cities. And the second came, saying, Master, your minas has earned five minas. Likewise, he said to him, You also be over five cities. You can see here, all this parable talk about being a faithful disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, using what we have to build the kingdom. I and Pastor Da have used our home, our car, our money, our time and energy to build the kingdom of God. In fact, I am recording this teaching right now in the bonus room of my house. I dedicate this room to be the studio to record teaching to feed God's people or God's sheep. We used this home since we bought it the first day for meeting, for worshiping, feeding people, witnessing to people. We used our car to drive around to visit people. All the money that God has given to us, we never think that we're going to keep it for ourselves. We use those money, finances, to bless the kingdom of God. But we never outgive God. God always blesses. 
because we participate in the business of the kingdom, the business of blessing the nation. Again, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 10 to 15, I read one more time to remind you that you must serve God with the right motives and attitude, according to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. And let each one take heed how he builds on it. Apostle Paul said he laid out foundation. He preached Jesus Christ, and after we got saved, receiving the gospel, we begin to serve God on the foundation. What is that foundation? Jesus Christ. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures. In other words, you serve the Lord, you build the kingdom of God with a pure motive, with love and trust and faith, faithfulness and loyalty. What you build endures. He will receive a reward. But if anyone works is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. The Lord. Does not promise the believer a reward as a bribe, but as an incentive to his children. I serve God without thinking about reward that much. I serve Him because I love Him, but I am encouraged to know that God is fair, and He will reward me both on this planet Earth and in heaven in eternity. And I and Pastor Da already have experienced this. Or this years, for forty years, we have given our life to serve God without getting any financial benefit, without thinking about fame and reputation and position, anything. We try to serve God with a pure heart, and we see now we are reaping the blessing, financial blessing, honor, anointing, favor of God. How oh, God is so good! He is a good God. The word reward is used over 100 times in the New Testament. Apart from eternal life and transformed body, and the joy of entering into heaven, into the presence of our glorious Lord, there are various kinds of rewards given to the faithful. My dear brother and sister, just think about living for eternity in heaven. Have a new body that will not get sick anymore. No doctor, no surgery, no medication, no COVID 1 9 no sickness, no cold, no flu, and not only really that, to be in the presence of God, and I can meet King David. I can be fellowshipping with Pastor Da in heaven. I will see my mom in heaven. All of this without reward already more than enough for me. <laughs> But not only. To live eternity in heaven, have a new body, glorious body, and be with Jesus and meet all the saints in heaven. There are various rewards given to the faithful. There are rewards of position 
and authority. If you're faithful in serving on this planet Earth, when you go to heaven, you're going to have higher position and you're going to have higher authority and glory. And also rewards of crowds. I would like to read scripture to show you the list of the major rewards of the believer, which are given according to their faithfulness and labor and service and works for the Lord. Cool. I'm going to read many scripture now and show you that there are many rewards mentioned in the Bible. The first one, the reward of faithfulness. Matthew 25, 21 to 23. Everyone say, reward of faithfulness. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And he will, who also had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. You can see that the reward of the faithful is the wonder, praising words from the mouth of Jesus. The joy to be with God and also authority in heaven that you can rule more. Not just only in heaven, but rule on earth. As you're faithful, you little think God going to give you more anointing and more people going to come and follow you and you can be their leader. You can help them to go to the kingdom of God, the rewards of the faithful. Please be faithful. Faithful in the little thing you do on earth and God see everything you are doing for Him. Number two, the crowd of life. James chapter 1, verse 12 Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. I pray that you all will receive the crown of life in heaven. Revelation 2.10 Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested and you will have tribulation 10 days. Be faithful unto death and I will give you the crowd of life. The devil will try to hurt you, stop you and make you discouraged. He will send people to persecute you. But don't stop. Keep running the race. Keep doing what God called you to do by faith and in love. And one day, you're going to receive the crowd of life. What else? Number three, the crowd of glory. First Peter chapter 5, verse two, 2 to 4. Shepherd the flock of God, which is among you, serving as overseer, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd, which means Jesus Christ, appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Everyone say, the crown of glory. My brother and sister, Jesus Christ wants to build his church. 
And in this church, there are shepherds. You take care of younger believers. You care for God's sheep faithfully with the right motive and attitude. And on the last day, the great shepherd, the chief shepherd, will give you the crown of glory. Hebrews chapter two verse nine. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowded with glory and honor. That he, by the grace of God, might test death for everyone, crowd with glory. Glory of God is on your head, shining the light of God from your head. Crowd with honor. I want to receive the crowd of glory and the crowd of honor from the Lord, and I believe you have the same desire and purpose of life. Number four. The crowd of rejoicing. First Thessalonians chapter two verses nineteen to twenty. For what is our hope? A joy? A crowd of rejoicing? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at His coming? For you are our glory and joy. The crowd of rejoicing. One day we're going to stand before Jesus, and He's going to give us joy. Crowd us with joy. Five, the crowd of righteousness. Second Timothy four eight. Finally, there is laid up for me the crowd of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous Judge, will give to me on that day. What day? The second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The day that I and you will stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved His appearing. Do you love Jesus? Do you expect his second coming? Do you live your life in such a way that you are ready to meet Jesus any single minute, any day? He can come back any time, and you say, "I'm ready. I am a part of the bride of Christ." Number six, the incorruptible crowd. First Corinthians chapter nine, verses twenty-five to twenty-seven. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we, for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty; thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, subjecting to the Holy Spirit, to the Word of God. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. So Paul said, "I'm going to serve God, and I'm going to receive the imperishable crown because I never yield to the flesh. I'm going to serve God to the end. No one, no demon, no problem, no persecution can stop me from living my life for Jesus Christ." Another one, the reward of the prophet and the righteous man. Number seven, Matthew chapter ten, forty-one to forty-two. God talk about the rewards of the servant of God and people who live righteously. He who received a prophet, prophet means the servant of God, fivefold ministry, pastor, teacher, prophet, evangelist, and apostle, in the name of prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receive a, a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. 
Whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, as surely I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. You see, whatever you do, even give a cup of water to your pastor, to a little child in the church, to help somebody to carry the bag into the house of God, helping a widow who need some help. God say, "I will reward you. You serve righteous people. You may be driving a car for somebody, picking somebody up from his house to go to church." God say, "You will not lose your reward." Number eight, the reward to God's saint and servant. Revelation chapter eleven verse eighteen: The nations were angry, and your wrath has come. And the time of the dead that they should be judged, and that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saint. God reward his servants, his prophets and his saint, and those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. The Bible really encourages that those who walk with God, serve God. Be a servant of God shall receive His reward. What else? Nine. The crowd of gold. Revelation four four. Around the throne were twenty four thrones, and on the throne I saw twenty four elders sitting clothed in white robes, and they had crowd of gold on their heads. Revelation three eleven. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. My brother and sister, keep running your race, keep being faithful in serving the Lord, so that the devil cannot stop you from receiving the crown of gold, the crown of righteousness, the imperishable crown on your head on the last day. The Lord Jesus spoke the parables that teaches people that they will be rewarded, and when He comes back, He will come back with His reward in His hand. The Lord is faithful. One day, you and I will stand before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ, and He will really examine everything that we have done on earth. Here, and he will reward us according to what we have done, and according to our motive. If we are faithful, we're going to receive different kinds of rewards in heaven. We will receive different levels of glory according to how we live on this earth, how we build a church, treat other people. Matthew chapter twenty-five. And Luke nineteen talk about that. That he want to reward those who are faithful. And I read this scripture so many times already. That please use everything that God has given to you to do the business of God. Don't be stingy. Don't be uh, unfaithful or unloyal or lazy. Don't waste your time on earth. Live your life 
for the kingdom of God every single day. Respond to the call of God in your life. Do what is right in His eyes. Obey the word. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Build His church. Evangelize. Save soul. Make disciple. Be a part of a good local church. You should give and talent to build the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And one day when you meet Him, you will receive reward from Him. Amen. So I believe that is your future. Revelation chapter 22, verse 12. Revelation 22:12. And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to give to everyone according to his work. Again, Jesus say in Revelation here that when he come back, he will come back with rewards in his hand, and he's gonna give to everyone according to his work. Not that you are good looking. Not because you have money on earth here, because you are rich or you have high education. He's going to give you his reward. His reward is with him. And he's going to give to everyone according to his work. Do you want to receive God's reward? Do you expect to meet Jesus one day? I hope so. Luke chapter 6 verse 23. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. For indeed, your reward is great in heaven. For in like manner, their fathers did to the prophets. Again, God prepare reward for you in heaven. Let me summarize the final state of the righteous. I hope you are the righteous. Who is the righteous? The person who repents of his sin. Invite Jesus Christ into his life. Believe in what Jesus did for them on the cross. And walk with God in obedience. The righteous. I am the righteous and I believe you are the righteous because you are a born again Christian. This is the final state of every believer. Number one, Matthew twenty-five forty-six, And this will go away into everlasting punishment but the righteous into eternal life. So the good news is, if you are a born-again Christian, you're going to live for eternity in heaven in the presence of God. Are you glad? That is your final state, eternal life. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment. In this world, we face some trials, tests, hardships, persecution, misunderstanding, setback. But these things happen only for a moment. It's working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. The second thing in heaven, number one, eternal life. Number two, we're going to receive the glory. We're going to shine like the star. God will put His glory on our new body. Number three, Number one, eternal life. Number two, glory. Number three, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. Number three, we're going to rest for eternity. Yes, we serve God there, but we are in the rest period. 
we don't have to lose sleep anymore. We don't have to worry about too tired. We're gonna be in the restful state for eternity in heaven. Number four, holiness. No sin, no demon, no darkness, no curse, no sickness. Pure and holy state in heaven. Revelation twenty one twenty seven. But there shall by no means enter it anything that defile or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. In other words, the Bible say that when we enter heaven, there will not be any lie, any sin, any curse, any demon, any sickness, any sadness, any bad things, any idol. Or Satan, of fallen angels in there, they're gonna be complete holiness and pure in heaven. Wow, you're gonna live in a very good state. Revelation 22 verse 3. Okay, eternal life, rest, glory, holiness. Revelation 23, another one. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God. And of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. In heaven, we will eternally serve the Lord. I don't know how we will know it one day when we get to heaven, but we all will serve the Lord. Another one in heaven, we're going to worship God for eternity. Revelation 19.1 After these things, I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven, saying, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord our God. So the saints or the righteous in heaven will sing song and worship God for eternity. Wow, going to be fun. We're going to worship the Lord. If you don't like worship now, you should learn how to love worship because we're going to worship God forever. Another one. In heaven... Revelation 21 verse 3. We're going to commune with God. We're going to talk to Him face to face. He's going to talk to us. We will fellowship with Him in heaven in a real way. Revelation 21 verse 3. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and He will dwell with them, and they shall be with His people. God Himself will be with them and be their God. So in heaven, we're going to be with God. We're going to stand in the sanctuary before His throne. We can see Jesus face to face. We can talk to Him. We can fellowship with Him. And we will be with Him for eternity. The final state of the righteous is all wonderful, blessed, glorious. The former things have passed away after we leave this world. And God has made all things new for us. Wonderful things. Are you glad you are the righteous people of God? In conclusion, after you learn all these scriptures, I encourage you, don't waste your minute, your hour, your days, your time on earth anymore. You start to serve the Lord faithfully, find your calling and gifting, joining a good church and 
fully run the race. You don't live aimlessly, like Paul said that you don't fight aimlessly. You punch air. You know exactly what God called you to do. You follow His instruction. You build His church. Get involved in taking care of God's sheep. Make disciple and build the kingdom. Save soul. Use your talents. Use everything that God has given to you for the kingdom. And one day you're gonna receive the reward from His hand, and you're gonna be in heaven for eternity. You're gonna serve Him there, worship Him. You're gonna be in a pure and clean place, and fellowship with Him for eternity there. Wow, this is a good news for all the believers. God bless you. I believe you're gonna respond to the word of God, and from today on. You will not waste your life away on earth. You shall serve the Lord, live your life for the kingdom of God, and I will see you in heaven one day. And I'm gonna rejoice when I see the crowd of gold and the crowd of righteousness on your head that day. And I'll see your mansion up there. God bless you. Loved you so much, and may the Lord anoint you, give you grace, and use you to be the blessing to the nation. Thank you so much. May the Lord be with you always. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.